0: What's up and welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Friday, May 20th, 2022. I am Tim Geddes and today I am joined for the very first time (laughs) by IGN's Stella Chung. Stella, how you doing?
1: I'm good. It's Friday and I'm so happy that I'm finally on kind of funny games. Like, you know, I'm just sneaking in very slowly, you know, I put in in Janet as like a feeler, you know, she's my sleeper agent. So,
0: yeah, -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. love to see. Now, here's the thing today. A lot of crazy stuff happened. It was supposed to be bless hosting with you. You and bless. Good friends. From what I understand, Mm -hmm. Uh, I I have heard of you before. I know you work at IGN, but I do not. I do not know you. You do not know me. (laughs) Right. Did I get something wrong there? No, that sounded so ominous. I have heard of you, and I'm like, I don't.
1: <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. I get, I get, uh, I get hit up by Blessed this morning, and he's like, "Bro, I am not feeling good. Can you handle games daily?" I'm like, "Dude, I got it. Don't even worry." And I, I DM'd you. I'm like, "Stella, are you down to the show with me? Like, let's go." And You're like, "Yeah." So here we are. We're doing yeah. it. Uh, but before we get into all the rigmarole and stuff, I, I wanted to get to know you a little bit. I wanted to give you the okay. the, the the time to get to know me. If you had any mm-hmm. questions, uh, so let's just start with the the easy easy stuff. Who are you? What do you do at IGN?
1: Oh, God. Existential questions on a Friday mm-hmm. morning. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I am Stella Chung. Uh, I am currently at IGN. I do host work. I am a video editor. I do gameplay stuff, so I do a lot of stuff. Um, I also do esports hosting on the side as well, so mostly for Apex and Halo. So, yeah, okay. it's like a little okay. rundown about me. Um, I love potatoes. I like long walks to the fridge. So, you know, that's a little long walks detail. to the fridge. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what's yeah. your
0: Starbucks order? speaking of you, getting real sporter.
1: personal ooh you know what have you tried the new um shaken espresso with like dark chocolate no Are you haven't so good it's it's okay. great but my usual go to is an americano or a cold brew so
0: yeah yeah that's my see i'm, I'm obviously the trent ice unsweetened that's my my go to oh, but oh
1: okay
0: I, when you said the new drink i thought you were going to give a shout out to that new the, the pink drink they got the dragon fruit
1: i don't like those fruity drinks like no oh. give me that bitter shit Dude, yeah, like filling yeah. that hole in my heart. Give me a refresher
2: on a hot day, especially with like San Francisco recently, with like you know getting to the seventies, the UV rays like you know <laughs> going off <on laughs> the <laughs> charts. What the fuck? I will uh, UV rays factor in because when you have a house like uh, when you live in a place like I do, like that, like you know that heat builds up, you know, and so you, you just you need live a nice in a... refresher with some dragon mm-hmm. fruit. Like I'd be down for that a hundred percent.
1: Are yeah. you in, like, a greenhouse or something?
2: No, we just live in, you know, not very well-insulated uh, houses in San Francisco <laughs> because, you know, no one ever thought, oh, San Francisco might get hot at one point, you know, 60 yeah. years ago when they were, I Global assume, in the city for the first time, you know?
1: Yeah. That's why that's right. you're – that's why you're just the producer, right? Because you don't need to be on camera. So you're, like, really just sitting naked in front of your camera. Yeah, and, yeah like, it's like I'm sweating. You know, right it's now. like
2: the gift from Airplane where the guy is just, like, sweating, like, constantly. That's just what I look like constantly. Yeah. Your you're yes. poor
1: chair. Your poor
0: chair. <laughs> so so after the Starbucks question, question number two, I don't want to put the pressure on what the number one is. But what are some of your favorite video games of all time?
1: Ooh, okay. All right. Of all time? um. Okay. Okay. FPS games, Titanfall one and Titanfall two. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely going to win some
0: points in the chat with that.
1: Oh yeah. No, I, I have been a strong, strong fan of Titanfall since the beginning. Um, let's see, uh, for RPG games, I really liked, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, which I know a lot of people who were originally into Dragon Age did not like Inquisition as much, but I liked it. Um, let's see. As of recent Elden Ring, that is the first game that I'm actually so I'm actually so close. I have two more trophies to do. At, well, Ooh. three, technically, and then I can platinum it. And that's my first ever platinum game. So
0: I'm Hell awesome. yeah. So,
1: yeah, I'm so excited. And I don't like open world games, but like Elden Ring just sucked me in. Oh, awesome. also, favorite Souls game though, Bloodborne.
0: Mm, okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely you're gonna you're winning a lot of points with the people <laughs> here. What game would you say you are best at?
1: Best at? <sighs> um shoot best at yeah I mean, i'll put I you on the spot <laughs> maybe maybe because i just play so much of it like apex legends at the moment um okay. Okay. yeah i don't know that's that's hard best at um Ooh, i know making boys cry on the internet because i clap back at them that's my favorite game to play
0: Get after it. Yo, find it, Stella in the streets, find her in Apex, see what's up, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday we get together to talk about all the video game nerdy news that you need to know right here on twitch.tv slash Uh You can watch it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily, and we'll be right there for you. Remember, you can use the Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and epic in-game purchases like Rocket League or Fortnite to help support this channel. To be part of the show, you can go to patreon.com/slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above gets right in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free, along with the exclusive daily post show. Some housekeeping for you. A new episode of PS I Love You XOXO is up right now with Janet and Blessing ranking the top 50 PlayStation 5 games. Uh, that's available right now on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games or podcast services. Uh, also our Halo season one review. Screencast is up. Uh, that's me talking to Snowbike Mike about his thoughts of the entire season of Halo on Paramount Plus. You can check that out on the screencast. I've got a whole bunch of other screencast stuff coming next week. Monday, we're doing a review of Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which I cannot wait to watch this weekend. Uh, and then ending the week with Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes one and two. Very, very excited for that as well. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Anonymous and Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by Maple Story and Lumen Skin, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six news stories today. A baker's dozen. Six news stories and one fun thing that I'm just insisting that we watch together. But story number one, Norman Reedus seems to have confirmed Death Stranding sequel. This comes from Nibel's Twitter. Barrett, if you could please bring that up. Um... Kind of a f- uh, fun surprise, and you gotta love it when when actors are out there just saying shit they're not supposed to say. <laughs> uh, the, Norman Reedus was being interviewed and said, okay, or someone asked him, okay, so you got the book going on, you've got the final season coming out, and then the spinoff, then you're filming Death Stranding, the video game. And he just responded, we just started the second one. Uh, and then when asked, how did that come about? He said, Guillermo del Toro, who gave me my first movie, called me up and said, hey there, there's a guy named Hideo Kojima. He's going to call you. You just say yes. And I go, what do you mean just say yes? And he goes, stop being an asshole. Just say yes. Then I was in San Diego and Hideo came with a big group of people. He's from Tokyo and he showed me what he was working on, a game called Silent Hill. I was blown away by what he was showing me and I was like, yes, let's do this. It's not Miss Pac-Man. It's so realistic. It's so futuristic. It's so complicated and beautiful. And I was completely blown away it took me maybe two or three years to finish all the mocap sessions and everything it takes a lot of work and then the game came out and it just won all these awards and it was a huge thing so we just started part two of that stella yeah what what are, you, <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on death stranding let's start there
1: okay so i have not played this game i just do not understand it i've actually watched through every single like lore video and stuff I'm, i i still don't know what the fuck is going on it looks gorgeous and like i'm not gonna i'm so so i'm gonna look i'm not a terrible person okay but like <laughs> uh i like, my friend uh mark medina from idea and he actually showed like hey. what it's like when you shake the baby and like when you accidentally land on the baby and i'm like that's actually so hilarious <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Like, okay. It's
1: funny. All right. It's funny. Oh my God. But yeah, no, I don't know. I haven't played it. I don't understand it. And it's not like really my type of game because it's just very open world. And I don't really know what the objectives are. And I know it's like you can do all these cool things. You can see where people have been and you can piss on the ground and like fungus comes up. And I'm like, that's great. I, doesn't appeal to me but I know yeah. a lot of people liked the game so you know them getting a sequel that's great I'm, I'm not mad like go ahead ha- piss on more grass get some more mushrooms <laughs> <How do> I...
0: <laughs> yeah exactly I, I I'm similar to you uh in that uh Death Stranding wasn't for me for for a lot of the same reasons you said I'm not traditionally a big open world guy I am a huge Kojima guy uh but Death Stranding was kind of some evidence for me that maybe I'm more a Metal Gear Kojima guy than I am a Kojima just in general uh dude but Death Stranding 2 i I know it's going to be really exciting to a lot of people um, that played it because it, it is the type of game that, that I haven't really heard of many people that committed to beating it that didn't end up like putting it in the love category. Like it might not have been the, their favorite game of all time, but like there, there's a fondness for it. Um, so them getting a sequel, I think could be really exciting to a, a good amount of people for me. I would much rather Kojima be working on something different because Death stranding wasn't the thing for me, but mm. um, I, I, I love the idea that there's a second one being worked on and the way that it was accidentally announced was Norman Reedus being like, yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> um, I am interested if, if it's actually real, like if it is the a sequel to this game. Because I know last year something similar came out um, and it ended up just being the director's cut that they did. Um, I don't remember who said what. It might have been Norman. It might have been Guillermo. But um, that's kind of this might end up being a non-story like this might just be a misunderstanding uh clearly Norman Reedus isn't the most uh in in touch (laughs) with the gaming sphere um but his his touchstone was Miss Pac-Man uh so (laughs) who knows but I do think that this definitely makes it seem like there is a, a likely chance that Death Stranding 2 is real
1: yeah um also I want to point out that in chat Blessing who, who is out six said that he's currently playing Death Stranding on his Steam Deck right now as he watches.
0: There we go. The future <laughs> is now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, Jake Bakes Cakes writes in and says Sam Porter Bridges and everyone's favorite BB are coming back, but they've already connected the United Cities of America. When we get a Death Stranding 2, do you think it'll be much more stealth and action focused, or are we gonna get UPS Simulator 2? <sighs> What do you think Stella do you think that they kind of stick to what the first game was or do they kind of like take the story implications from the first and kind of take it in a slightly different gameplay direction.
1: I wish I could understand the story better so I could give a better answer but I feel like with Death Stranding 2 if they do decide to, if, if that is real and you, you know. Norma was speaking the truth accidentally. I think it might stick more to the first, but I know that there were some combat-based encounters. So I feel like maybe they'll incorporate more of that because I know a lot of people were like, oh, it's just, it's a lot of space where you run or like, you know, transport between locations. So maybe they might incorporate some more action, but I feel like they'll keep the core of what Death Stranding was because that is what people liked still about the game. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I imagine, especially with what they did with the director's cut, where they added some little stealth elements that were kind of like nods to Metal Gear. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a a bit more of that, if it got a little bit more Metal Gear gameplay-wise than the first one was. Um, But at the same time, like, they kind of do have to, if they're making a sequel to Death Stranding, make a sequel to Death Stranding. People that enjoyed that game enjoyed it for what it was, uh, yeah. not for the fact that it it was like a Metal Gear-like because it definitely was not that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, I feel like it is, we're getting closer and closer to officially finding out what Kojima's working on next. Like, it's been a while now, um, a surprising while, actually. Like, I thought that by now we would know. And obviously with the state of the world, it's not a big surprise that um, – some things are still being held a little close to the vest, but uh, close to the chest. Um, but I, I i think that it wouldn't be crazy to see a Kojima announcement um, sometime this summer, especially knowing his relationship with Keeley and knowing that Keeley's going all out with the Summer yeah. Game Fest.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. Oh my God, dude. How is it already June? Like almost June?
0: It's the I, time I don't know. I don't know. Literally, we are weeks away from multiple game showcases, which means multiple game announcements. I feel like we're at this like, beautiful moment right now <laughs> where we're kind of ending all of the announcements we've had the last couple years and it, yeah. it's time for like new announcements and i'm like what the hell are we about to get so we'll see we'll see um but story number two another really exciting thing that uh, a lot of us didn't expect but a lot of us really wanted the all-new playstation plus will have trophy support for at least some classic PlayStation 1 games. Uh, this comes directly from Sony Ben's Twitter. Uh, they tweeted out, Incoming from Ben studio, agency Intel reports that Siphon Filter will include trophies when it arrives on the all-new PlayStation Plus. And yes, you can earn the Platinum 2. The new PlayStation Plus launches in Asia on May 23rd, in Japan a week later on June 1st, in the Americas June 13th, and in Europe on June 22nd. So, um, literally three days from now in Asia and then just over the the next couple weeks uh, around the rest of the world, we'll finally understand what this PlayStation Plus is, what games are included, and now what games are going to have trophy support. Um, This is our first kind of official statement that we're getting Siphon Filter as one of the PS1 games. I don't think that's a surprise, but it getting trophy support, I think, is a major surprise. Does this do anything for you?
1: I mean, so I, okay, so growing up, I wasn't really allowed to play games, which is funny because now I play games for a living um funny how that works out but yeah so uh, for me i'm just like yeah i love the fact that so many more modern day systems are allowing us to do backwards compatibility games and now i can catch up on a lot of these games that i didn't get to play like the original silent hill so i'm like you know what yeah i know a lot of people do trophy hunting and they feel the sense of achievement through uh getting trophies in games and i'm like yeah why not like not everyone needs it but the fact that it's there that's a pretty great draw for some people so yeah i'm really happy about that
0: yeah, like this is definitely for us, some of the people that are kind of funny. Greg Miller specifically, like uh, I think a very very big deal. But I even think that this this is kind of best case scenario. And I don't even though I didn't expect this much. Even I don't expect every single game on the service to have trophy support. I do think that clearly it's going to be a the studio dependent um decision on whether or not the games are going to have uh trophies let alone a platinum trophy uh but with bend being the ones that made uh that have siphon filter in their dna and all that i think them going back and and giving this the loving care that it deserves i think is really cool because you know, old games are old. Everyone always talks about that, and as we're in this era now where more and more games are accessible in more and more ways, especially with things like Game Pass and what this seems to be, the Nintendo Switch Online services, um, I think that anything that can be an incentive beyond just hey, you get to play the game again, I think there's a lot of value to. So giving people a, a reason to go back and play a game that they've played a bunch of times or a reason to go and play an uh, old game that They've heard of, like, you were just talking about the first Silent Hill or something. Like, maybe you missed out and you've never played the original Resident Evil or um, Crash Bandicoot on the original PlayStation, not the remastered version or something. Like, having trophy support, I think, is just that one little extra incentive, one little nudge to be like, hey, there's there's something of value here, quote-unquote. Sure, it's just a little digital JPEG of a (laughs) colored trophy, but, like, that means a lot to people. And I think when you add up, like, especially with the platinums and all that stuff, like, you are on your journey with Elden Ring about to get yeah. your first – who knows? Maybe Cypher Filter will be your second.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, it's really cool because then it, it gives people an opportunity to see all the, like, silly trophies that you might have missed out on. Like, I, I was just playing through the Stanley Parable uh, – uh, deluxe edition right and you know they're like all sorts of trophies that you would have missed out on and the fact that they brought that back that game back like it's really cool you can see all the different little weird ass trophies that you could pick up on so there's also that experience you could get through uh playing past games
0: yeah totally hey barrett like what what are your thoughts on on this i know that you aren't the biggest trophy hunter (laughs) in the world but like i know that it you do like going back and playing old games
2: yeah I uh, the trophies themselves don't really pull me in because like uh, as much as like being able to go back to old games, I'm actually nostalgic for when it comes to like p s one games or p s two games primarily, um because if I'm going back to those games, I'm not thinking like, oh yeah, let's finally get the platinum. like we even saw that with p s two to p s four games a couple of years ago where they ported like bully and stuff like I wasn't going back to bully to like get the platinum and bully. I was going back to it to like, you know, re-experience my childhood and playing this game that, I, you know, my mom let me play because she wouldn't let me play Grand Theft Auto. Um, and so yeah, it, it doesn't really draw me. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to want to go through the, you know, the headaches of uh, trying to get a platinum for an old game that, you know, may not have been... It may not have aged super well when it comes to design and them trying to think of, like, what are, like, kind of hard-to-get trophies that we can think of for this old game. It's like, nah, I, I don't want to do that, man. Like, you know, I, 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 I aged five years trying to get the <laughs> Platinum and seafood, so, like, I'm not trying to go back and do <laughs> oh that. Oh, my
1: God.
2: Um, and so, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really pull me any further. The only thing that's really going to draw me is if they can step up their actual uh, lineup of backwards-compatible games for me
0: yeah uh stella is there so you're saying that you didn't play many games uh when you were young Mm-mm. do you have any ps1 or ps2 games that you you do have nostalgia for that you're like you know what like if they had a trophy list i might go for the platinum
1: let me look this up real quick <clears throat> let's see I, I off the top of my head i can't remember anything uh, let's see
0: Because oh! I, I struggled to, go for it
1: shadow of the colossus yeah
0: <laughs> okay cool cool but, yeah shadow no. of the classes i might already have them and i, know, I don't remember yeah, if they probably. they did, uh, yeah, did the re- they do it, a ps2 remaster of it not remaster but the ps2 classics version no it, it was it was only
2: just the the remake that uh the yeah. ps4 has, the has
0: PS4. it right Four. yeah Gotcha, but yeah, that'd be a great one. I, I feel like Shadow of the Colossus, the original version, uh, would be a fun one to to get yeah. p- uh trophy support because like it is a smaller game, like it's not that long, um, mm-hmm. and I think that there's like a, a nifty nostalgia to, especially after the remake coming out and being as good as it is, to go back and like see the original because like honestly, for a 2005 PS2 game, Shadow of the Colossus is still insanely impressive.
1: So gorgeous. Yeah, I originally, so my friend was playing it um, because I I went over to look and I was like, oh, what is this game? He's like, oh, Shadow of the Colossus. And he's like, yeah, it's it's really hard. It doesn't really tell you what to do, but like you kind of just, get with the games insinuating. And I was watching and I was like, oh, let me let me try. You know, and it's it was so cool. Like we, we switched off controller. So it wasn't really my game experience, but it was kind of like a shared experience. Also, I just realized Shadow the Hedgehog was a PS2 game. Hell Let's
0: go. go. Uh, hell yeah, I want platinum
1: that shit. Let's go. <laughs> uh,
0: I love that. Honestly, like to me, it is those type of games that I think would be the most fun to have kind of trophy list and, uh, oh, and yeah. platinum specifically, just to see how bonkers and weird they can get with some of the, the requirements. Because I feel like most <laughs> games i would be interested in actually going back and platinuming uh, are the ones that have no chance of, of actually making it to the oh, yeah. the the list like the tony hawk games the um like oh barrett can you imagine if we can platinum thug like let's go here no like deep. i'm doing that, that day incredible. one what about metal gear though so don't don't metal gear have trophies from the when PS- well, uh, metal when gear Solid,
2: oh yeah you're right you're right but if yeah. the originals of like the you know if Metal Gear Solid 1 came to the PS1 uh like classic lineup would would you go
0: back with that and incentivize you to you know get some old trophies? Yeah, MGS1 with trophies I think could be I have been looking for a reason to replay that. So, I mean that's the type of thing that I think that like the trophy stuff might be that one level of uh incentive I need to be like, you know, what? I'm actually going to commit to it, instead of just and talking not to about
2: confuse, it. Uh, and <laughs> uh, like visual uh, watchers here. This is not Metal Gear Solid. This is in fact Shadow just the Hedgehog. Shadow the Hedgehog, are you, are you baby. sure? <laughs> I, when I those pulled it up and I said Middle Gear Salad, I was like, "Huh, that's weird." It kind of,
0: you know, maybe yeah. some Metal Gear vibes. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like NBA Street Volume Two comes to mind. Amplitude comes to mind. All those games I would love to platinum, but I don't think that we're ever going to get them on the the services. Um, but, anyways, uh moving on to story number three here. Future Game Show moves to June eleventh. With 60 minutes of trailers and world premieres. This comes from Matt Lorigan from PlayStationTrophies.com. GamesRadar Plus has revealed that the Future Game Show will now be taking place on June 11th, a day earlier than previously announced. Taking place during the traditional E3 dates, even with the cancellation of Gaming's premiere summer event, the Future Game Show promises 60 minutes of new trailers, world premieres, and surprises. Things will kick off at noon Pacific on June 11th, two days after Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest Showcase and a day before the xbox and bethesda game showcase the future game show is focused on helping fans discover something new with a hand-picked selection of multi-format games that deserve your attention uh we featured over 200 games since our debut show in june 2020 including rhythm action shooters a canary bird postal service management sim and a tactical vacuum action game with a 90s boy band soundtrack <laughs> god bless you future game show god bless uh are you excited about future game show at all
1: yeah, I mean there's some gems that come out of that thing. I mean, uh, I, I want to say last year, didn't they do like an actual open like VR sort of experience where you could like walk around a show floor? Or who was that? I don't remember who that was.
0: I wasn't that Devolver,
2: that I was don't it, Devolver? it was it, last year was just uh
0: I don't know, just a fever dream of showcases. Okay,
1: all right, okay. Yeah, that, that <laughs> is
0: could the problem, terrible. is like, yeah, a lot of the showcases kind of just blend together from last year. Like I do think that this year. It so far seems a little bit more condensed like there's still a ton of people doing stuff left and right but like i think the moving of the date and time of this to be that day in between the game fest and the microsoft showcase i think is a smart move for them um to kind of like get their foot down they're being clear and concise about what we're getting 200 games in 60 minutes you got to imagine that's going to be fast paced just kind of in and out a lot of variety a lot of weird games um but yeah i do not remember which one the future game showcase was last year and if it was good bad
1: (laughs) yeah it's really hard to remember because we are just getting such a huge influx of content just kind of like seared into our eyeballs it's so hard to like it has to really stand out right so the fact that we're getting so many games in 60 minutes you're just like oh my god there's no way i'm remembering all this stuff unless something really calls to you which maybe Mm -hmm. that's the thing right like maybe they're just trying to throw this like quantity of games at you so that maybe if you see one thing you're just like oh yeah i want to look at that so you have to look up a uh, future game show, and then like at that specific title, which is fine. That's how you know it, it works, but it's it's going to be a big showcase, and I'm glad that they are giving themselves space between two major ones.
0: Yeah, totally. I'm looking through um, Games Radar's uh, kind of uh, landing page right now for the Future Game Show, and uh, the games and partners revealed so far include Team Seventeen, Thunderful Games, Amanada Digi- Design, and much more to follow. Uh, what's exciting to me about that is Thunderful Games. Um, they have proven themselves to be excellent and i would go as far as saying like up and coming like yo devolver there's someone else out there like their games that they publish are so damn cool uh we recently played uh curse to golf on stream and that was a lot of fun um (laughs) and uh there was a thunderful showcase that we we did uh, a while back too that we reacted to and they had a lot of really cool looking games i think that they it was kind of honed in indies that um Kind of felt like they had a little bit more substance to them than just like throwing a bazillion things at you and seeing what sticks. Um, so if they're gonna have that type of stuff, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Barrett, you brought up Sonic Colors. What I, I, I've been,
2: uh, as you guys have been talking about Future Game Show, I've just been showing what their showcase had last year.
0: Okay, yeah. cool. So that's interesting then. Like, th- if that was where Sonic Colors re- Ultimate Remastered, whatever the hell it was called, yeah, was announced. Um, we might get some type and, of, and you quickly know, quickly going lower... through it.
2: Uh, yeah. Quickly going through it. Like that was the showcase last year, I think hosted by Troy Baker and Laura Bailey. um And I th- just going oh, scrubbing yes. through all of that. I feel like Sonic was the most high profile thing there. Hmm. Gotcha.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, freezing, freezing in the chat says it wasn't where it was announced. It was just shown off. Uh, but, but I do I- think that that's interesting that cool, they are showing off third party titles that are from Sega, you know, like that's a, a pretty higher profile thing. May any, yeah, any, 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 what are you looking forward to most of this non E3 E3 season so oh, far? I imagine God. it might not be a future game <laughs> show, but
1: um, I don't know. So, I, I just want to see more like information on previous games that we've seen. Uh, do y'all remember Scorn like seeing that sort of announcement and like which one's Scorn? It's that really, like, gross body horror, alien sort of horror game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks really nasty, but for some reason, it, like, satisfies me to see that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a word. What a word to use with the images I'm looking at right now by Googling Scorn. <laughs> okay,
1: you can't look away because you're just like, oh, that gun reloads really flesh-like. I like
2: it. <laughs>
0: God. <laughs>
1: What? what? I'm Look sorry.
2: at this.
0: Look at that. Is that not so cool? That gun is, is so satisfying. Cool. Come that. to mind. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: This gun has a tail. Yeah, put
1: those glow oh. balls in the holes. Hell yeah. Let me reload my <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, man.
1: Oh, i it was cool i'm just like you know this looks nasty i want to know what it's about like fuck yeah give me that shit.
0: okay okay so like right now it's looking like uh october 2022 is the uh potential release date at least according to, to google here scores yeah. an upcoming first person biopunk survival horror adventure video game developed by serbian developer Ed software uh it's coming to <laughs> windows and the xbox series uh, the game is inspired by works of uh hr geiger which makes a lot of sense with the the alien vibes we're getting here <laughs> the
1: gun with the tail i, I love i love seeing chat just explode stella's sicko
0: <laughs> i love it dude i love it we need yeah, more sickos man. over here <laughs> well,
1: come at me and my flesh gun that i have to pet to reload all right <laughs>
0: oh man i I would say i am most excited this summer for uh showcase like i think that the the summer game fest um game awards continue to get better and better every year just kind of honing in there's still a lot of fat there's still a lot of fluff but like i feel like they are on a, a a positive uh forward momentum situation going on and then the game fest thing um i feel like last year was really the first kind of coming out party for it of them being like, yo, look, like we got this and we know what we're doing. It's like Game Awards, but it's a little more honed in and they had learned what to do and not to do from the opening night live from Gamescom, which I think still is the one of Keeley's productions that hasn't found its footing yet like i feel like that's the one that's most inconsequential um but summer game fest i think that he knows especially now with e3 being dead all eyes are on this like we need to show up we need to show out um last year they had Elden ring what do they got this year and i, I feel like keely's earned the industry's trust and especially when there is this vacuum of uh not having the traditional stages to showcase your games on i think that we're in a, a really cool spot where game fest this year. I don't think it's going to be the one. I don't think this is going to yeah. be the one people look back on from years to come and be like, dude, they nailed it. <laughs> um, but I do think that it it's going to be closer to that than a disappointment. So I'm I'm hopeful for that because anything could happen. Nintendo could be there, PlayStation, Xbox, like anything big. I don't expect too much from Xbox because uh, they have their showcase.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. yeah, and that's fine. Like E3 also had to start somewhere, right? Like not, you you don't, like you don't have to start with a huge banger like it's okay you're getting yourself established also E3 this is the first year that E3 was like hey no more so now they're establishing this new like ongoing thing which is great and the fact that it's going to be online more people can see it there are more eyes on it I think that's great so yeah it's it's just one of those things where it's it has to start somewhere and even if it's not you know something that we think about in a few months it's it's still something that's very cool it's going to set the pace going forward for next year uh in the years to come so
0: yeah hell yes uh before we get to story number four i want to tell you about our sponsors This episode is brought to you by Lumen. If your skincare routine is basically you washing your face in the shower with that one shower gel that you've been using since high school, then it's time to level up the skincare game. Thanks to Lumen, you can drop that bottle of three-in-one and start using products that actually take care of your face. With Lumen, you get the highest quality products. All their products aim to help with those stubborn acne scars, under eye dark circles, wrinkles, sun damage, dry skin, oily skin. Gia has been using the Charcoal Face Wash and Charcoal Face scrub and she feels so fresh, so clean afterward. She has dry skin, so especially during the winter, it's nice to have that hydration and exfoliation. Also, she's a big fan of the really subtle citrus smell. All you have to do is take a two-minute quiz on their website and they'll tell you exactly which routine is best for you based on your skincare needs. Level up your skincare game with Lumen Skin today. You can go to lumenskin.com slash kind of funny to get your free trial of Lumen's products. That's dot com. Slash kind of funny to get your free trial of Lumens products. Lumenskin.com slash kind of funny. Shout out to MapleStory for sponsoring this episode. Are you tired of being judged based on the way you look? MapleStory is too. Because while it may look cute and cuddly, this is a deeply hardcore MMORPG. MapleStory is full of vast colorful lands and a ferocious array of towering monsters. And don't get us started about damage. MapleStory will have you dealing billions with each swing of your Fafnir battle cleaver as you battle boss after epic battle boss and you can customize your mapler your way maple story has 40 plus jobs and thousands of weapons outfits hats armor sets and mounts for you to take on your journey from the lionheart battle bracers to vicious lollipop wands and you know i love a lollipop wand there's a ton to see and do in this picturesque world and with 18 years of content to sink your genesis weapon into there will always be a new adventure around the corner maple story is ready to go You You can go to maplestory.com to check out the game and play for free. That's free, guys. Come on. maplestory.com. Story number four. Evil Dead, the game, sells 500,000 units in under a week. This comes from Dom Peppelet from VG 247 As part of the Embracer Group's full year financial report 2122, Saber Interactive's Matt Karch outlines explicitly that Evil Dead, the game, has sold approximately 500,000 units in five days. The game is the first title to be developed and published by Saber's publishing unit and, per Karch, represents a huge success for the company. Evil Dead, the game, is apparently tracking better than world war z and karch notes that the game will continue to kick butt as the (laughs) developer supports it going forward it helps of course that the game is multi-platform and cross play being an asymmetric multiplayer title the deck would be stacked against you if you were limiting your player pool to just one platform so these sales count for every version of the game sold since uh its release date of friday the 13th may across Oh, sorry, May, Friday the 13th, across PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Given the strong start the game has enjoyed, then it makes sense the developer has announced a fairly comprehensive Evil Dead DLC roadmap, which includes a new map heavily based on Castle Candor from Army of Darkness coming later this summer. Have you played Evil Dead? Have you watched Evil Dead? Do you care about Evil Dead? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just downloaded it, actually. So I'm trying to figure out a time that I can get my friends to play. Um, it looks so fun. I was watching people play it. And I'm like, oh, am I? because I wasn't sure if I was sold on it. Because I'm like, oh, we have Dead by Daylight. We have the, um, the Friday the 13th sort of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, That's not really my genre of game. But I was watching it. I was like. This is fun. This is interesting. This is different. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm into this. Also, the monsters look so gross again. Yes. sicko. No. I know. <laughs> Stella's a sicko. Yeah, that's great. Let me be this demon lady with, like, a giant fupa. Like, that looks so cool. She can, like, slap people around. You can become a boss as the killer. That's so cool.
2: It's like- not fun on the other end, though, let me tell you. Because <laughs> we played this game on Friday. It was Greg, Roger, myself, Uh, and Andy, and we were up against Mike uh, for a majority of that stream who was, like, controlling all the demons, and he frequently brought in that lady with the fupa slapping us around, and let me tell you, (laughs) Mike really took over the name Evil Dead on that stream, and it it was like, oh my, he was an expert, and I don't understand how or why, (laughs) and I'm still traumatized by it.
1: I love that. I I, I don't know, like being able to being able to terrify people is always really fun, especially if it's like against your group of friends. So uh, (coughs) anyways, yeah, no, it looks really fun. Um, I actually have not seen The Evil Dead, so I definitely need to marathon that. But I was like, this game looks really fun. It looks gorgeous, first of all, and the gameplay looks really fun, especially with a group of people that you like. So, yeah, I, I downloaded it, have yet to play it, but I'm excited.
0: Yeah, the boys seem like they, they're they having some fun with it. I know they even went back to it, I think, yesterday, Barrett, right, on stream, uh, which is, is yeah, cool it's cool because it's like.
2: I don't know if we streamed it on our channel yesterday at least, but, like, they've been playing it on their own time, like, obsessively since then. Like, I, I go into Andy's room sometimes, and he's just, like, chilling just playing the game with randos. Like, that's how much he's into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, so, yeah, it's, it's cool to see the success. I mean, 500,000 units in under a week major success for these type of games. And I think that it's cool, like dating back to like Evolve, right? That kind of um, took this type of, gameplay like took the idea of like left for dead and all that and kind of uh ratcheted it up to be this like asymmetric um like usually like five player game and it didn't really work back then for a multitude of reasons but to to see ilphonic kind of triple down on this and we saw them with uh friday the 13th and then with predator uh soon to be ghostbusters all that and then to see the the other companies with that uh, by daylight and uh now with uh evil dead from saber over here um i do think that there's th- key takeaways from this and uh the article i was reading from bg247 gets into it but like these games live or die by the player base and by people actually being able to find games and play the game so getting it on as many systems as possible is so important and i think that predator being tied to playstation for as long as it was uh was probably a bad thing for that game overall um and i think that this Evil Dead seems to be hitting in a lot of ways for people. Like it is good, it's a good enough game that works well enough. The servers are holding up well enough. Um, and all of that is like, hey, that's probably best case scenario that we've seen for these games so far. So um, with all that being true and the the sales being good for them, like that's awesome and uh the next thing i want to bring up is like for embracer group especially with the news in the last couple weeks of them um kind of getting more of square's ip uh it's interesting to see them kind of like have some hits already like have some some successes under their their belt and, and hopefully that's a a sign of more hits to come more good things to come
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. Also, yeah, I I love when games launch with cross-platform already enabled because, I mean, it sucks trying to figure out, like, hey, where should I play this game? or should I buy this game? Because then you have to limit yourself to this group of friends or, like, this group of friends. So I love that more games are doing this, and that definitely helped the success of this launch because then you can just party up with whoever you want. I know there are some systems that are a little bit wonky with cross-platform friend stuff, but I, I like that it's becoming more normal for games to launch like this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, the hope is that it just becomes standardized and uh, gets to a point where if you don't have a cross-play across cross, uh, save progression system that works, you're going to be ridiculed and criticized for it, and it's going to affect your the reviews and stuff because like those are things that are being normalized and, and all the way from the big guys of Call of Duty down to <laughs> things like this. Um, and I think that things like this need it more than than anybody to to thrive oh, yeah. and survive. So, uh, next story number five. This is a quick one. But Thomas Hayden Church has been cast in Peacock's Twisted Metal series. This comes from Discussing Film. Um, if you could bring up the the tweet there, Barrett. Um, he will be joining Anthony Mackie and Stephanie Beatrice uh, in the series. I didn't know who Stephanie Beatrice was, and I Googled it. And she's the girl from uh, – brooklyn 99 and she's you? very yeah, fucking how do you, funny how it's have
2: you not fucking seen respect that respect on Be- yeah. it's definitely beatrice dude
0: yep fuck? bro i'm trying to give the respect she's i'm trying disney. to give the
2: respect she, she's a disney uncultured. princess now bro. uncultured
0: oh is she from Encanto?
2: she's the main character
0: bro really i did not know that she recorded I did not know one of that. those songs while she was giving birth are you serious?
2: What? Yeah, she went into labor while she recorded one of those songs, bro.
0: She's, she's goaded. Put some respect out on her name. I was out here trying to give the respect. I was trying to say I didn't know who she was. Then when I looked it up, I was like, oh, shit, you're dope as hell. Now I'm finding out she's even doper than I thought. Shout out to you, Stephanie. Fucking do your goddamn thing. <laughs> That's hella cool. Good for you. Oh, uh, my God. And also, look, man, hey, we got a whole bunch of goats here. We got Anthony Mackie and Thomas Hayden Church, baby. What is this even going to be? I can't <laughs> wait for this show. It's going to be beautiful. It is going to be the greatest television show ever fucking made. How could a Twisted Metal show go bad? How? How can a Peacock Twisted Metal show with Thomas Hayden Church, Anthony Mackie, and Stephanie <sighs> Beatrice live action be bad? I just don't think it's possible. Stella, what do you think?
1: I don't know. What about – okay, Peacock. What are – how what it what is what is their rating been? Has does it go to like PG thirteen? Does it go up to R? Oh, like P- what, what?
0: Peacock does it all. It oh, does it all. They don't okay. give a
1: fuck. Yeah. Oh great, fantastic. Okay, so it's kind of like kind of funny games. So you don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> we don't give a fuck, dude. Just unless here. unless just Tim stuff.
1: doesn't know who uh, Stephanie Beatrice is. So you know.
0: Yo, I'm out here watching too many other classic shows on Peacock, like the like Real what? Housewives of Miami. Okay?
1: Oh my god! You know what I mean? You I have some culture. Oh. I have some
0: taste. All oh. right, out here. I guess I gotta watch Brooklyn Nine Nine now.
1: Yes, oh, no. you do. Yes,
0: it's yes, fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. fantastic. yeah, fantastic. Two? Oh my god! Just all the cast, just fantastic. It's so great. <clears throat> yeah, Twisted anyway, Metal. Twisted Metal looks interesting. I'm. I, I watched people play it. I didn't actually play it myself, so I'm. I'm curious to see how this is gonna go. I love Anthony Mackie, so anything he's gonna be in, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll support him. It'll be fun. Yeah.
0: Look, I'm loving this because this group of people so far says a lot about what the vibe of this show potentially could be that I think gives it the most chance at being okay. Um, I I feel like Twisted Metal is dumb. It's silly. I think it's at its best when it's one of two things. Super over-the-top kind of corny comedy where it's like it's kind of the point how corny and stupid it is and it's just Looney Tunes-esque. Or when it is so grim, edge edgelord that it's corny in a different way. And I don't think that there's an in-between. And Anytime we've gotten an in-between, it just hasn't worked. Um, and what a show for Twisted Metal could look like. I mean, the premise of it is, yo, there's this dude, Calypso. And he is going to give the winner of this tournament one wish. Whatever that wish is, he will grant it. But there's always the monkey paw. There's always the twist. It's like, well, I'm giving you your wish, but... Here's this weird-ass thing. It's kind of like Twilight Zone shit. And uh, what's the tournament? Y'all are getting in a bunch of supercars with weapons, and you're going to fight to the death. Why would people not want to see a TV show about this? I don't understand. Do we
2: think Thomas Hayden Church is going to be this uh, Calypso person? (laughs) Oh, that's – I mean,
0: that's – that's the other thing. I know I'm going off right now, but who's the middle? I I don't understand what the show premise is going to be, and what I really hope it's not is based on the 2013 game or whatever the hell mm, it was on PS3, okay. because <clears throat> that game did a major disservice, and it did what I was just saying not to do. It didn't choose this side or this side. It was in the middle, and instead of having a bunch of different characters, which is what makes this shit interesting, it was like, no, there's going to be a doll face gang, a sweet tooth gang, and a preacher gang, and that's fucking it. And I'm like, no, guys, that's not what. We want from twisted metal and i say that as a twisted metal fan are there only dozens of us sure but i'm one of the ones speaking up i want anthony mackey i want thomas and church and i want fucking stephanie beatrice my favorite actress of all time (laughs) Barrett,
1: can you take away his coffee
0: (laughs) exactly exactly he needs to
1: breathe he needs to breathe (laughs) just Just
0: just drink some water Tim. drink some water balance out that caffeine (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move on story number six Story number six, Pokemon cards just added an amazing new Ditto mechanic. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Uh, This is cool as hell. Baron. I'm going to need you to bring out this article because there's a video and it's exciting. Uh, The Pokemon Go trading card set is adding an amazing transforming Ditto mechanic straight from the game. When opening a pack of the new Pokemon Go cards, players should be on the lookout for a special Ditto symbol in the bottom left that can be found on basic Pokemon like Bidoof. As shown in an official Pokemon Instagram post below, the unassuming beauty card and presumably a handful of other will actually turn out to be a sticker and can be peeled away to reveal a ditto card behind it. Can you pull up that video? Hold on. I I, I apologize to chat. I apologize
2: to, you know, the future podcast listeners here. That was a very loud Instagram video. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I'm muting the site. I'm muting the site. So hopefully this doesn't play anymore. So
0: here okay. we go. Here we go. Yeah. Oh look at that! I need it's that so card. so pretty. Oh yeah. Oh, wait. Scooby yeah, I... Doo's in one thing. There we uh-huh. he go. Here we go. There he is. There's our boy. Oh wow! Look at that Ditto. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Yo, that's hype as hell, man. I- I'm so oh, stoked about God. this. I haven't opened up Pokemon cards in a while. Got to hit up Mike. We got to make some stuff happen. Maybe I'll hit up my girl that's Stephanie so cool. and see what she's up to. <laughs> Um, anyways, what do you do? You care about Pokemon? <laughs>
1: um, I I have not really been into Pokemon, and I feel like I'm going to be losing points. But like, I ju- I just don't like turn based RPGs. That's not really my thing. Uh, but I will absolutely watch people play. And I know that the most recent one that came out is more friendly to people who aren't really into, um, you know, uh, turn based stuff. Like especially when it's like linear, because it's more open world, which is really cool. So I was actually considering playing the new one. But uh, these cards have always been so – do you remember the gold-plated like ones that you used to get at McDonald's? Burger King? Oh, yeah. It was a Burger King? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember getting one, and I'm so mad that I'm pretty sure we threw them away because, like, my parents were like, oh, you just got it from from the fast food place. It's fine. We'll just throw it away. So I'm mad about that. But, like, I remember collecting those. And so seeing stuff like this still continue makes me really happy. But I have a question. Like, if you peel that off, can you put it back on?
0: I doubt it. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. It's it's a fun little gimmick. I love when the cards get weird. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Where I'm like, the the most stressful thing in my entire life. I've lived 32 years, and the most stressful thing I've ever come across is stickers. Because like stickers are super cool, but like then you get them, but then once you stick them on things, you you can't use them anymore. So it's like, what's the (laughs) point? You know, it's upsetting.
1: You are you like me, where when you get like stickers, you you you. Hold them because you're like, I don't know what I'm gonna use them on, but I will. And then you just never use them. Never use you, them. Yes. Oh my God. You just have okay. a whole
0: sticker collection, yep. man.
1: Yep. It is my. It is. It is my anxious mess. And I have like pages and pages of cool stickers. And I'm like, well, what about this water bottle? But like, oh, what if I don't use that one as much?
0: That's the thing, man. Life's hard. Life's hard out here. <laughs> Life's also super damn cool. Barrett, can you bring up the final? link today. Uh this isn't a whole new story. This is just a thing that I said we need to watch this. Uh this comes <gasps> from a, a Twitter user um uh, named pokey Ugami um and it is just the most amazing gorgeous uh remake of the 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 bug forest near Viridian City from Pokemon Red and Blue that I've ever seen in the original style of um the original Pokemon concept art and oh my lord, I would literally give anything to get this game, can you imagine if they remade Red and Blue like it, this? It kinda, that would be
2: so cool. It kind of hurts my
0: eyes, though. Like I'm not <laughs> gonna, like I, I I do also love of like
2: the you know the the concept art and like how they're able to translate that into the game, but like it kind of hurts to look at. I, I like I would need like whatever system this was on. I'd need to be able to like dim the brightness a little bit.
1: Well, I mean, hopefully they would be able to adjust colors and stuff, right? Like, I I mean, I would assume they would they would adjust it because it, it is very very bright
0: <laughs> here's the thing guys it's fucking perfect they got fat pikachu they got my boy Caterpie. <laughs> i will take no slander this is everything i could ever want fair, uh, you know what? fair. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to fat pikachu man fuck um, yeah so i don't know the context for this i don't know like what is going on i i hope that it is gonna turn into a fan project i hope this motivates somebody to be like yo we gotta do this because it's amazing it's the coolest thing i've seen and it is a great way to end this friday but i don't know if they're ever going to actually remake pokemon in that Mm. style finding out if they do that seems so far away if i want to know what was coming to mom and grop shops today where would i look
1: well, you know, the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show, hosts every end each and every weekday.
2: Do <laughs> do 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 yeah.
0: Out today, we got Dolman on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. We have a Pico PC on May 20th. We have Cotton Fantasy ps4 and switch uh and we have the endless summer search for surf on pc xbox series x and xbox one some new dates for you uh coming to game pass on xbox we have for honor marching fire edition coming june 1st and assassin's creed origins coming june 7th um that is what i got for you and the show is ending a lot sooner than i'd like it to so i'm gonna keep it going we're gonna have some fun time so i'm gonna see what's up with
2: Download Assassin's Creed Origins, y'all. When it comes to games, okay. because it is—you know—it was the revamped, the first uh, game in the series where we got the whole super open-world RPG revamp, and you know, I think it's still one of the best Assassin's Creeds. And t- what to if design. I
1: don't? What are you going to do?
2: You know what? I'm just going to live the rest of my life and not really care. And if you want to <laughs> live—and a- if you want to live a
1: lesser
0: right. life, that's on you. That's on you.
1: I mean, let's be real though. Tim's the one who was living a lesser life because he didn't know who Stephanie was, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what, guys? I'm going to make up for that. The thing is, I knew who she was. I just didn't know who she, okay. she was. You okay. know what I mean? I Everything I've seen her in, I liked her in. I just didn't know it was her. <laughs> That's so, okay. She
1: doesn't even know who you are, so it's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, she definitely does not know who I am. And she would not have nice things to say even if she did. Like, it's that's oh the my situation. <laughs> uh, you can go to com slash you're wrong to correct us as we get things wrong uh, during the show. Ernie Bread writes in and says, Norman Reedus's last com- last year comment about more Death Stranding was after the announcement of the director's cut. So he wasn't talking about the director's cut last year. Interesting. Okay. Kebab says, Shadow of the has got a port to PS3, so that should have trophy support already. Um, Nanobiologist said, not a VR experience, but Devolver did release a free game on Steam during the showcase that lets you check out all their upcoming games, and it even ended with a final boss. Um, Cannon writes in and says, last year, Tim gave the future game showcase a C, with it getting a D-plus overall from Kind of Funny, putting it just behind Ubisoft Forward and just above the PC gaming show. Oof! That ain't good, guys. That ain't good at all. Future Game Show, step it up, man. I'm looking for at least a B. Come on, give me some B. Uh, Netobiology says, Scorn is supposedly going to make an appearance during the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Um, And uh, let's see. More fleshy horror. Yeah. Uh, ZOVGM writes in and says, not a correction, but an additional detail. Just as Kind of Funny Games Daily went live. Nev Campbell was announced as joining the cast of Twisted Metal. She's playing Raven. Fuck yeah, this show is going to be the best show of all time, dude. That's Ooh. awesome. Nev Campbell from fucking Scream is about to be the character from Twisted Metal Black. This, is a, this can't go bad. This, there's no chance that this is bad. Um, and finally, Starkzilla says, the bug forest near Viridian City is just called Viridian Forest. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let him um, have it. It's fine. Yeah, I'll let him have it. Stella, yeah. uh, now that we know Scorn's probably going to be at the Xbox yeah. Bethesda Showcase, what's your hype level for that showcase in particular?
1: For Xbox? hmm Pretty high. I mean, Xbox has some, like, they have they have quite a few things, because I think it's uh, Microsoft and uh, Bethesda that are linking together now, right? So mm-hmm. um, I know we're probably going to see some Starfield stuff. I Honestly, I don't think we'll see anything, but I would love to see Redfall actual gameplay. Um, so, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of things that I'm looking forward to, but also I'm tempering expectations because I'd rather hold on to disappointment than, you know, have be disappointed, actually. We're such
0: different people. Oh,
1: are we? Okay. Mm -hmm. Are are you like overly, uh, positive about, about the showcase?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I I always expect the world. And you know what? We deserve the world. That's the thing. That's the thing. We deserve the world. Yeah,
1: i think it's just like in pandemic times though i've come to like temper expectations because it's fine honestly i also cyberpunk made me uh very much temper expectations for triple a games from a triple a developer so for me i'm just like take all the time in the world you need even if you like need to hold back on giving us gameplay or trailers or anything just do what you fucking need please like i want to keep trusting you i want to keep liking these games that i see i want to keep feeling excited. So, so just give me that. Just, just show me something when you're ready to. So that's kind of why I've been tempering expectations.
0: Switching off the the game showcase stuff, just to other general questions. What's up with IGN? How's IGN doing? How is it for you being there? How is uh, like, I I saw that people were in the studio for the first time uh, recording beyond. Have you been able to to be in that studio yet?
1: Uh, Yeah. So I was in the San Francisco office. Also, I I like how you were like, "What's up with the idea?" and I'm just like, "What?" Immediately like just fuck what? What the fuck yeah. you want? Yeah. No, um yeah, no, it's great. Uh yeah, we're doing we have the offices kind of opening up again. Um so we have our LA office and the San Francisco office. so I'm working out of the San Francisco office and um yeah, it's really cool. I love being back in a studio. I don't mind being home, right, because I'm like in between meetings and work. You can take naps, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah, but, fantastic. Um, you know, I, it's it's also really nice to be in an official studio setup and you're just like, oh, yeah, this feels right. This feels natural. Um, so it's been really cool. And you should totally stop by sometime when we open up to guests.
0: Hell yeah. What <laughs> is there is there word on that? Like what what is the status? And of course, I'm not trying to like. I don't know what you guys can and can't say at this point, but like, is, is the, are y'all, is IGN open again? Like, is it the standard going to be going in and shooting podcasts on that set?
1: Yeah. So we're trying to do that. Uh, We haven't heard anything about guests yet, but we are trying to at least get people like hosts back in and everything. We've had producers come in. I'm in two days a week so far. So um, yeah, primarily for shoots and stuff. So that'll be really cool. And we're doing some reviewing stuff. So I'll be doing some shoots for them too. So I'm very excited.
0: Awesome. Where are they shooting the Daily Fix these days?
1: Daily Fix, uh, it depends on where the hosts are because we do have SF and LA hosts, but mostly it's mm-hmm. LA. So, yeah.
0: Wow. Times have changed. It's really <laughs> crazy. I know. I'm
1: so sad. I miss San Francisco being the headquarters. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're you're an SF then?
1: I am. Yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. cool
1: yeah. Cool. So like. You know, if you don't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I can walk over and kick your ass in person. Yes, yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. See, here's the thing. <laughs> There's been this big trend of all the the creators and influencers and whatever the hell you want to call people uh, doing the boxing matches. I think that as of right now, we need to officially I make IGN it. versus kind of funny. Fuck it. We'll throw GameSpot in there too. And we're just it, fucking please? throwing ones. Yeah. Actually,
1: so I'm raising money for St. Jude. And my end goal is to crush – like if we do it, um, I'm going to crush a watermelon between my legs. So –
0: Fuck yeah, you want, yeah. man. You're awesome, Stella. Let's go. Sicko Stella, baby. I going to be there with like wrestling style signs that just oh say God, Sicko yes, Stella. Can we do that?
1: Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, so we just pick some random parking lot, like start shooting, like, you know, do the live stream. People are like, what the fuck is happening with San Francisco? Who
0: cares? I I have some questions here though so you're going to crush a watermelon between your legs are you confident in your ability to do this what spurred the understanding that you could because if someone Um, was like yo Tim can you crush a watermelon between your legs the person would probably be Kevin Um, I would say (laughs) I don't think so
1: well I can squat 300 pounds so I think my uh, confidence is pretty up there
0: okay Okay. yeah Barrett do you think you could do it absolutely not (laughs) 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 I, I, I thought
2: to I be mean, absolutely <laughs> nah. God. Nah. even when That's... i was in peak form tim
0: nah you know <laughs> peak form oh i love it i love it so much oh, do you God. think blessing could do it stella
1: oh my i think we had this discussion i think he said he wanted some time but like he i don't wanted know. some
0: time <laughs> <He> needed-
1: <laughs> i think i think he could do it okay
0: okay Maybe. I would love to see <laughs> Let's try. <trying.
1: laughs> oh my god, can we do it? Oh my god. Okay, chat, please like can tweet at kind of funny games please like can we do like a lineup or just like cuz it's summer it's going to be hot. Can we like go outside, have those inflatable pools and like everyone from kind of funny games just try to crush a watermelon between their thighs? Like can we do that? Why not, dude? Please. I'm down
0: to try. Oh my god. Yeah.
1: Yes. I know I'm Yeah, I'm going to take it over, but let's fucking do this. Let's
2: do this shit. My money so is on Snowbike Mike.
0: Oh, I think I might do it. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, you know, I think I might be able to do it. I think it's, I I have a sheer size advantage. You know what I mean? Like, I think that like, I got some girthy thighs and I think (laughs) that those things are going to, I think the surf, the sheer surface area of my thigh (laughs) to watermelon ratio gives me kind of an advantage. How
2: much of that thigh is muscle that you can control to like actually put pressure (laughs) on the watermelon, tin? Not much, but like okay. I got those. See, that's bones why there. I'm not you know confident. What I mean? Like I've, 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 already, I've always see, had I like. See. I used to be like a, a, a tinier guy, but like I've always had like thicker thighs because of you know my. Oh yeah,
1: we and, love thick thighs. Oh, hell pitching in yeah.
0: baseball and stuff. But like you have
2: a baseball butt
1: sorry i just
0: <laughs> barrett got the baseball butt i've been i've been saying it for years yeah but, baseball
2: butt barrett is what they call me um but again since i haven't you know been doing any of that in years like i, I don't have that anymore tim like uh, it, you know it's a, it's a little more you know doughy than it was uh than it was in <laughs> doughy <the time>. yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my god also i i want to point out someone in chat was like there there are kids starving well i mean if you want, if you're in the Bay Area, why don't you oh come eat God. the watermelon that we smash? Wouldn't you feel so lucky to be able to eat the watermelon that we crushed with our thighs?
0: And with that, everyone, <laughs> this has been kind of Funny Games Daily. Stella, thank you so much for hanging out yeah, on this beautiful this so Friday. Fun. This was a blast. This was great. <laughs> I would love to have you back many more times here on the show yeah. if you would have us. And, and you, you deserve to do a show with Blessing, having the proper <laughs> the planned lineup once he starts feeling better. Uh, where yeah. can people find you?
1: Um, yeah, so aside from IGN, where I do my daily stuff, uh, I am on Twitter, at Parallax Stella Instagram, where I mostly post gym stuff. Um, and I stream almost daily on Twitch. So that's after work, like 6 p.m. PST, which is also just Twitch.tv slash Parallax Stella. So. Oh, I actually played, Um, who who was it? Uh, I don't know who it was, but I, I played uh, Overwatch with one of the kind of funny guys. I don't remember his Andy, name.
0: Yes, probably.
1: yes. And yeah, we yelled yeah. a lot and we talked about Well, I don't know what. We talked about butts and other things. So, yeah, it was fun.
0: Classic Andy. You know who definitely could not crush a watermelon? Andy Cortez. (laughs) Andy Cortez. You know what? I take that back. I think Andy's got it. Whatever. We're talking way too much about this stuff. Maybe we'll talk more about it in the post show. We'll have to wait and find out. But for everyone else, I love you all. Goodbye.